Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. In October, Jimmy and I are going to be doing some traveling. Uh, October 6th through 9th, we're going to Cartoon Crossroads Columbus in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, October 28th through 30th, we are going to Baltimore Comic Con. That is the genesis of Cartoonist Kayfabe. In the middle there, October 22nd, Jimmy's going to be at the Jacksonville Public Library at a zine festival. And he's the man of the hour there, so he's going to be doing a talk and he's going to have plenty of books and comics for you to check out. Also in October, instead of Inktober, it's Kayfabe-tober. These are your drawing prompts. Uh, get to work, people. And when you do so, make sure you tag us, hashtag us, on, uh, on Instagram. And you could at us on Twitter, and we'll be able to uh, retweet and signal boost your, your, your profile. Uh, let's see. The comics, the, the show is brought to you by the comic books that we make. And me and Jimmy have some stuff out there in the wild uh, that uh, you should be aware of. Hulk Grand Design, Monster and Madness, these issues uh, that Jim put together are out there on the stands right now today. But they will also be uh, co compiled into a luscious, beautiful Treasury Edition Hulk Grand Design with beautiful fluorescent green cover. Going to be around uh, the... the uh, Christmas season. So make sure you get your hands on that. Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive is has received a reprint. So if you didn't get this comic the first time round, you have no excuse now. Collects all of Jim's Image Comics uh, Street Angel work. Red Room Trigger Warnings is going to be out within the next couple of weeks as of this recording. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. There are two Red Room Trades. Each of these uh, volumes has uh, nothing but self-contained stories so grab any of these that you see out there in the wild and we appreciate your patronage now jimmy let's take a look at the drawn and quarterly first issue of optic nerve uh, off the bat the design jumps out with this very tasteful 30 to 40 percent french gray you know parallel line gimmick Happen yeah. in there. Nice red logo. Make that logo pop at the top. Eric Larson would probably approve of that. Yes. Uh, you know, Tomini had been doing mini comics called Optic Nerve that were carried in Tower Records. Yes. Um, you know, so he had that, I don't know, an innate design sense. And uh, it's on display there. Like, it looks good. It looks like a uh, an alternative comic of the 90s. And drawn in quarterly, you know, like they were, they've always done good work. And I think it, it shows here. It feels like a good fit. No, he is working. He's the ripe old age of about 20, 21 years old. When, yeah, how about uh, that? When this comic came out. Could have been working on this stuff when, they, when he's 20. Yeah, imagine uh, imagine being uh, having a body of work under your belt by the time you're uh, 19 or 20 that you get drawn in quarterly to publish. The you. design is real sharp even on the inside covers. So we see all of the various characters who we will see within the story content of this issue. Got Adrian's P.O. Box, Berkeley, California at this time and we have uh, five separate stories short stories one and dones and what's really cool about this issue is that you could see it's 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 all experimental in a way there's it's formal stuff at play dealing with first person point of view or just the way the visuals are, are laid out there's he this guy's he's a restless creator he's finding his way he's figuring stuff out and uh, best way to do that for a lot of people isn't the 500-page graphic novel. Do a couple, uh, four-pagers, five-pagers. I think it all the time. And it, and it blows my mind that, like, young people will show up and just do a graphic novel. 
because you are just form forming. You yeah. know what I mean? So to be locked into something like that seems wild. Um, but you do see, as, as you mentioned, several short stories. He is studying uh, like writing, I think creative writing in college around this time. So it's interesting because I think he's very good graphically. Yeah. But he's also like doing kind of the writing side of it, you know, like learning to be a better writer. And I think that's what you kind of see here. You know, it's almost like uh, contemporary fiction writing. And it feels like a different voice than a lot of the alternative comics from this time period. You know, like we often talk about navel gazing. Yeah. Auto bio is a huge part. There may be some auto bio in here, but this is real slice of life kind of writing. Yes. Yes. And, and uh, it's an exercise of showing, not telling. So there are these uh, first person captions on every single panel but it's not describing exactly what, like what's in the image. He's giving you a little extra to each piece, man. I try my hardest to ignore it and fall back to sleep. Like that's what you want in a caption. It's really smart when you look at it that way because it is extra image, or I mean, it is extra info. After eight rings, I start to wonder who would be calling and decide to answer it. That's pretty good because are you going to show, or are we going to count the rings? Right. You know, so like that's an easy way to show it. Uh, it's his birthday. It's another piece of revelation. You know, I'm 24 years old today, and what's on the phone? A happy birthday message. You're learning new bits every single panel. The, the way a comic should be, the best of comics should be. Uh, his lettering, fantastic. He has his own unique hand style, and I was looking at it real close. Very tight. What he does, yeah, it's certainly like a rapidograph, because that is a fully deadline with no weight to it. And he sets, like, you know how there's like, you know, five parallel lines mm -hmm. to, to make an E or whatever. Uh, he sets that middle piece low and then that informs every other letter because like almost everything is based on your E. Kind of Art Deco. It, it is Art Deco, man. So the H, you know, the middle piece of the yep. H is real low and uh, it's, a, it's, it's not Italian, it's a, it's a squished. What do they call that in Photoshop when you, when you squeeze the letters and make them straight and narrow? Yeah, but I don't know. What to, it's, I know exactly what you mean. I can do it in Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gets a call from uh, somebody, and quickly we kind of understand that this was potentially a, 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 previous, a previous love interest. Mm-hmm. And he's getting his, his shit together, man. Uh, formally, like... This is strong comics. This is this is a great start. There's to, so to much the book. genius to this. If you look really close, there are different line weights for the voice on the phone versus his voice. And it's barely, you know, it's it's really subtle, but it's consistent that it's a heavier outline for his voice, which for, makes for sense. For the balloon. Yeah, yeah, the word balloon. Yeah. Uh, because that's the rumor. That's what in. you're hearing. Yeah. It's louder than the phone, you know, it's a little bit of a heavier line. Also, and this is just a personal note. I draw my word balloons mostly with French curves. Yeah. I think he is too, because there's a couple you of spots here where you can see uh, multiple curves connecting. Yeah, right there. Psh, psh, psh. So I kind of love that. I try to remember which shirt is her favorite. You know, what does that tell you? This guy's trying to impress somebody. Mm -hmm. She hated it when my apartment was dirty. So on the off chance we end up back here, wishful thinking, uh, I, I wash the overflow of dishes, scrub the bathroom like this dude. He's preening for his, for his princess. I love his car has the replaced door on it. That's almost like your little character moment, like it very is. subtle. That's the equivalent of, of, you know, like some detail you would put on the character design, but in this case, the car part of the design of the character. It, it tells you something about our guy. Yes. Every piece, like, like the way that uh, Howard Chaikin describes the art of comics is images, 
with narrative value. Like that's how, how succinctly he yep. puts it. And that's, and that's what you get here. Images with narrative value. It's good stuff. Um, I'm going to point out this panel because I really like how that reads that white line. I think he's drawing in black. I don't think that's white media on top of black. Right. And that line wavers. Yeah. And it feels like light to me it, because yeah. it's not a like consistent a line. Yeah. If it was a perfect white line, it wouldn't have that same effect on me. Absolutely true. And I also note that because this is still a very young cartoonist. And hopefully if you're watching this at home and you're familiar with his work, you've followed him through a lot of development. You know, like like his comics, I think all the ones I have look good, but they do look uh, different styles over time. And we should say we do have a shoot interview with Adrian Tomina on the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel. So dig through the shoot interview playlist. You're going to find it. And here's the meetup with clearly an ex-girlfriend. Your hair's gotten long. So what does that tell you, man? Passage of time. Right. What a cartoonist, man. Such a smart kid. It is. And also, like, great dialogue. Again, read the comics that are coming out in 95 around this thing. You take it for granted whenever whenever you read this and it makes sense and it feels natural. This is not what people were writing in comics. This is... Go uh, read Venom. Uh, <laughs> and, there's a, and there's a complete arc here. Like, it begins very formalistic in terms of the relationship of the characters, kind of going through the motions, doing uh, all the basic stuff that one does when uh, hanging out with a friend. But then it'll go south, you know, it's still, it's, it's 90s independent comics, so we're gonna take it to that place. Believable diner setting. Yeah, some nice stuff with black and white. He's always uh, chalking up the time it creates maybe an urgency or also lets you know that they are spending some time together. We sit down for dinner. They don't tell you the time for that, but by two 30. So you guys are having a night and you know, that could be a positive sign. If you're, if you're having that good of time with somebody spending that much time and, and uh, things are flying by. Yeah. And I pay attention to like uh, the panels where they're talking about whether they're in a relationship and it's a lot of single panels. Right. You know, they're not together in those panels. Got some stage left characters to kind of add a little more context to the relationship, man. Uh, she says something like, I can't believe you guys are still together and everything. Like maybe alluding to public break, like some sort of public breakup or, you know, like there's, it adds more to the... It adds time. Yeah. It, it elongates how long these two have had some history together. Uh, Hernandez brothers kind of flannel pattern. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got, gotta love that. I really like the drawing of her face there. I was looking at it, trying to figure out like, what is it I'm responding to? One, I like the line around the lips. feels like a brush line. It's a little bit organic, but also the way the eyes are drawn and the, uh, like, like the irises around the pupils. I just, I like it. Jimmy, it feels very good. You do it. Like, well, like, they're, they're, maybe that's why. Yeah. Check out the two faces, right? Here are two women with blonde hair and yet all the pieces are drawn differently. The yeah. nose is different. The pupils and the eyes are the different. The, the lips are different. Like, it's great. It, it really points out like what you have control over as a cartoonist. Like you can create these characters that are, I'm not confusing either of those characters with each other. And yet it's two blonde, young, young blonde women, but yeah. very distinct. So about to go their separate ways around 4 a.m. And Jimmy, man, you ready for things to go south? It had to happen. <laughs> Gives a little happy birthday hug at the end. And you know, like if this was a real life, she's giving him that pity pat on the back. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good game. Like that. But he's misreading it because yeah. he's probably like a, a comics fan or something. And he's going in. 
she's like, what the fuck are you doing, motherfucker? And he's like, sorry. And then, and then it all opens. The floodgates open, and she's like, wow. Great panels, no faces yes. in these two panels once things do take their turn. And, and he's just basically withering yeah. in front of us, man, getting smaller and smaller. It really feels like night in that panel. <laughs> and uh, she, being a nice person, wanted to wish him a happy birthday, knew that he's kind of an introverted, shy dude. But before, before we, la we you know, see her for the final time, she apologizes that she even called him. You're not ready. You're not ready because this dude is breaking down. Like, why can't we be together? I love you. All this guy. I miss you so much. And uh, he's done. He's impotent. He's going to need some blue chews for, for the next foreseeable future. And this is a little... It does feel navel-gazy. Yeah. You know, I have no idea if there's any autobio involved in this story at all. Yeah. But it does have that sense of like... All right, now we're back to it. You know, a young, a young man doing this comic, like, okay, I, I feel that point of view. Right. Uh, the captions, he, I, he's becoming such a good writer. Like, he's so conscious of the... He does not want to show intel. And he's giving you so much more information than just the image. Can't, can't stress that enough because you... For a lot of the comics we looked at this week, you just don't, you just don't get that. You know, it's the best of comics when it's not this way. Beautiful uh, image, yes. great lighting. You know, some of this stuff, I think you're looking at a really young cartoonist figuring things out, but there are a lot of moments where it's like, I mean, he's, you know, this is this is great. Yes. You, you could put that in his latest comic and it'd be like, that's a great illustration. Yeah, you know, he gets, he gets the, he gets razzed a bunch for the Dan Klaus comparisons, but in the material in this issue, Feels like there might be some Mazzucchelli rubber blanket energy, dude. What an influence Mazzucchelli was on on a on a huge group of of uh, cartoon a generation of cartoonists. I think really studied that uh, rubber blanket and like, you know, maybe was confused at first when I right. picked up rubber blanket after being a fan of Mazzucchelli's. It's like, what is this? Yeah. And then that's the stuff I stuck with and, and kind of really tried to understand. And I think that stuff had a profound impact on a generation. Yeah. But you're right about the Klaus stuff. When I first started reading alternative comics, I think it was around issue four of uh, Optic Nerve, mm -hmm. and there were message boards, and Tomini would get so much crap about being a Klaus ripoff. Yeah. And I'm sure it's people that are jealous of, like, he's in his early 20s, has a popular book and a they, distinct they, voice. They do comics also, and we do not know their names, and we do not hear of them. They're, they're the revolving door right. of these, like, you know, small press they'll never get higher than that level but i i say all that because i'm like you i don't see a lot of clouds in this right and especially the voice feels really different than the stuff i was reading because i mean i was a big eight ball fan too so i'm reading that stuff and looking at it this feels pretty distinct yeah a lichtenstein approach to the crunch right there man our boy gets that fender bender and we have this good old boy popping out uh I don't know about you. I get the sense that uh, this guy maybe is joyriding. He doesn't want the cops being called whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny exchange. And this feels like something observed. This truck ain't exactly mine, if you know what I'm saying. I'm not concerned about the damage. So if it's cool with you, I'm going to split. Right. Um, does call on his cellular phone for a tow truck first, which is pretty good of him. Well, he's, he's calling... We don't know if this phone's even like that's true. He's off like like this guy's. We don't see the tow truck comes. <laughs> Correct, and and the truck absolutely has damage, so this guy needs to 
get the hell out of there. And I like to think, see, this is one of those open-ended things where you, you put your own energy to it. I think this guy got punked out. This, this dude escaped any kind of insurance issues or having the cops called on him with whatever he has in that truck. And I imagine this guy, he's waiting for that tow truck to come till lunchtime. Oh, man, that's a tough night. <laughs> but he's at fault. He rear-ended the guy. He is, yeah. So, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I have no problem with that other dude leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Nice opening salvo, man. What a story, though. Like, think of this again in, in terms of the comics, and especially in 1995. This is this dude's birthday, and it's a shitty day. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a nice piece of fiction. Mm-hmm. Echo Avenue, man. Let's get voyeuristic. Let's do that, and also, let's break up. We were doing nine-panel grids. Now let's do a 12-panel grid. Yes. You know, keep, keep mixing around. You know, this is an issue one. Again, young cartoonist, let's experiment. And you know what I don't see here? Don't see any of the captions. Yes. You know what I mean? So this is all going to be told through dialogue and images. Now this little cityscape, I could start to think Clousy in there a little bit. So we're going voyeuristic. Our couple. We also have a loving couple. Yeah, yeah they, they get along. These guys good. get along. They're cool. And uh, there's an open window across the way. And our couple's uh, enjoying the sights rather than you know, giving them their privacy, which I think anybody would do, by the way. Yes. This is not uh, the only comic I've seen that deals with this, yeah. nor uh, movies I've seen that deal with this. This is a popular theme. The same approach, you know, like, sh shut the light out and let's, uh, let's watch. This is better than a TV show. Yes, absolutely. This panel's awesome, man. It is not, the blinds are not down. This is casting light from inside that room, and that's a silhouette. Yeah, that's really good. And you just get little bits of information. It's very fun to like bringing in the chair. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought first glance, like as I'm reading this and I see this, I was like, he, "Oh, are they having sex?" Yeah, he's about to bust it out, <laughs> man. He's but now he's dust just off, holding the chair for, making a little adjustment. Yeah, and we can see this guy's into shrimping. You know, that's not for everybody, <laughs> but it is like with the box of the window, it might as well be TV. Yes. Just catching little glimpses, and you know what this this also, like this part where it's like, what is that? It's her foot. No, it's his foot. Uh, it makes me think of like 1990s scrambled Cinemax porno and shit like that. Like, oh, oh man, there's a nipple. Oh, it's a dude's nipple. Dude, this whole thing could be read that way now that you're doing it. It's shaking. <laughs> Hold that antenna. Yeah. <laughs> Going to get the girl a drink, or no, she's getting a drink, hooking him up. I feel like there's some symbolism here, man, with the fucking, the release of the fluids into the <laughs> goblets. Very European film flavor there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And off screen, we, we interrupt her and you see her attention go from the drink to looking back, you know, like she's having a good time laughing about this and why not? It's a pretty light evening so far. And off camera, we have our guy go, oh, oh shit. shit. Yes. Which brings her running back into the room with a, what did I miss? <laughs> Nothing. They just turned the lights out. Really? He's like, stay away from the window with emphasis a yeah. second time don't look and you're and you're left to wonder yeah it's amazing like he gets again little detail where our lettering steps up i told you to stay away from the window it's really cool right like he's building these moments things are happening on and off panel there's some stuff that's left for the reader's imagination right like this guy witnessed something that shook him up yeah pretty fun fun little exercise here in uh five pages yes 
and once again leaving it open uh to to your own interpretation so like with both of these strips one of the things that he's allowing for is a little bit of reader participation he's not going to spell it all out for you this composition reminds me of dan Klaus. yeah yeah for sure by the way I'm sure, i bet black nylon was out yeah probably. at this time all right we got a quickie here two pager long distance yeah, this is a uh, once long-distance relationship, and her boyfriend wants her to talk dirty to him. So each of these strips, dude, you could figure out the, the modern-day version, like, in certain ways. Like, like there's certain modern-day things. Like, the cell phone in the first thing was, they, we called them car phones back then, right? Like, that's updated. Everybody has one of those. Uh, the voyeurism of this maybe think of like Cinemax porno and that kind of stuff. Well, this, I was even thinking like OnlyFans if you're going all the way to today, right? And yeah, voyeurism. sure. And uh, this long distance, I mean, this is sexting. This is like internet, like we have a long distance relationship. Send me a picture of your titties kind of thing. Oh, no, no, no. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. This dude, it's a much simpler time in 1994. This guy just wants to, her to talk all raw and shit so he could spank off. You know, she's in Cali, he's in New York, three-month bid. Uh, and he's putting on that pressure. Like, I really thought you wanted to make this work, implying that, like, if you don't do this, perhaps I need to, to, to find my release somewhere else. Hey, I got a question for you from a technical standpoint. Not, yes. to, not to jump narratively. Yes. But this feels like screen tone to me. Okay, you can see okay, the dots. yes, yes. This is a tight gray. Yes. And this looks like drawn lines for your, yeah. for your wallpaper and some textures on here that I'm not getting from a screen tone easily. So what are we looking at there, Ed? A couple of things. Uh, if you look on, the, look on the inside front cover of yours and tell me if John Carmoto is in the Indicia. Color separations, yeah. Okay, so that's... that's not just the inside covers. John Carmoto's the, the technical computer whiz for these guys. I thought that. So you know how, uh, you know how like when Klaus on David Boring would feather that the, the colored yeah, the... hatch lines or whatever for shading on the face? This could very easily just be a piece of tracing paper, vellum with black Like line. a second color. Yes, and then, you know, he's, I think he's the guy that gave all those dudes the scoop on how to do this. Now, in a, in a prior, like a pre-computer era, what this would be, would be another layer with registration marks that you, it would be telling the printer, have this be another color. Um, that's how like this same kind of gray would be in like Crack Magazine. And it wouldn't be Bende dots. It yeah. would be done at the printer level. It makes total rather sense. Rather than uh, on the actual board. So, so we're looking at probably two pieces. Because it's even the trees and stuff in the back. I'm, yes. so, I'm so glad you brought that up because I absolutely wanted to uh, make note of that. You know, you think about how meticulous he is with his uh, lettering and stuff. So whenever you see that kind of like grayscale experimentation, like it's really cool to see a book like this. Absolutely. You know, it really is a guy that's working out a lot of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a really funny note. So uh, she kind of agrees that you know maybe she'll give this a shot or whatever. The next day, FedEx or like notes on what to say. <laughs> Multi pages uh, with with a little post-it that says you know this is just a basic idea, man. <laughs> lettering on lettering, right? A post-it note lettered on top of the uh, on top of the letter. It's a caption. Yeah. For more narrative value. Very fun. So she gets into the mix, man, and she starts uh, basically, it looks like reading verbatim, the, the acting, the look on her face. You could tell that she is just giving this dude what he wants. She's getting nothing out of it. 
she's even putting her own mind she's she's uh making peace with it she's she's rationalizing why it's okay oh it's just words whatever yeah um it makes me think about fashion though like looking through this yeah. issue so far where like we've seen her in two pages in a couple of different outfits every panel and uh, I feel that way about like, you know, as you start flipping through and looking at what everybody's wearing, like there is some attention to that. And I appreciate that too. It oh. feels like somebody who's conscious of like, all right, like how do I build this character? Yeah, I mean, here it is. I mean, literally every panel. So it's denoting passage of time. Uh, we're seeing what her flavor is, the kind of shit that she's into. Uh, and she might be the most bundled up in the panel where she's doing the talking. Than, than she is anywhere. No, there's a big coat in that one panel. Anyhow. But even hairstyles vary from character to character oh, in, in these strips. So I like seeing all that stuff. I feel like that's a really good detail that you don't see it in the Marvel comics I would have been reading in the 90s. You know, yeah. like that stuff was often 20 years out of date. Yeah, right. Right. Drop. Little one-pager. Yeah, not a lot here. No, uh, no Zipatone. Pure black. Almost feels like it could be a dream. Yeah. There were one-pager Hernandez brush strips that this makes me think of a little bit. And should we get to the saddest uh, strip of them all, I was going to say, man, I'll tell you, with, you know, I have aging relatives. Everybody has aging relatives, I suppose. But I, I feel like I think a lot more about this than I used to as a kid, this whole passage of time and growing old and stuff. And this story just hits all those notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we got a single character, single figure, potentially a single woman of yeah. age. A little something on the uh, on the news. It's all acting. You know, even watching the news feels accurate. Because like, right. I go visit my father-in-law who, who now lives alone. And I mean, that's what he's watching, right? Right. And, and it, it feels like almost you keep it on as company. Yes. Yes. Uh, seeing this... You know, this pantomime set of uh, panels. The pantomime's good, too. We've seen a lot of different handling of text up to this point, and now we've got a story with no text. Yeah. It's it's conspicuous in its absence. Right. Uh, the car is important. Yes. Because you see that it's janked up, man. This is an aged car. Right. You know, she might e even need a new transmission in this thing. 700,000 miles. I don't know if this car's turning over. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's parked in front of her house for a while. Yeah. Leaves on it and stuff. So that is giving you some intel. Because if the leaves are on it, that implies that they didn't get blown off. This reminds me of Klaus, too. And, uh -huh. you know, I get it. There's certainly a Klaus influence, and how can't there be? Right. You know, but people did harp on it, and I feel like Tomini does a lot on his own, too. Jimmy, let's go back in time. We flip the page, and we're going back to a, a simpler, randier time. And we see our same lady with similar attire. Less lines on the face. Younger version of self. Yeah. Comic 101, brunette chick, blonde chick. Easily set apart. She's going to meet her beau. He's in the driver's seat, man, so that's his whip. Yeah, it's so nice they're having lunch together. Going to get a little lunch. It's a really nice moment. Drops her back off at work after lunch. Pick you up at five. Let's go back into uh, modern day. She eats her little half sandwich with total recall of uh, perhaps 
the best days of her life, man. Yeah, and be, she's being sit, courted by her lover, sitting in the passenger seat, just like in the uh, in the flashback. And we go over to the steering wheel, the driver's side, and it's just empty. Yes, this could this strip could be called Ghost World. Yeah, could be. Maybe I take it all back. Cloud's <laughs> knockoff here. <laughs> she uh, exits, throws the rest of her sandwich away, and just goes back to, back to the news. Yeah, man. that that was her fun for the day. Dude, it breaks my heart. It's a tough, tough strip. Uh, like when when I lived when I lived in a homestead, like my grandparents lived on the bottom floor. We lived on the top two, and it was a it was a super giant duplex, and it was Miss Ivy lived uh, next door. And this makes me think she would get in her car. She would get in. She never drove it, but she always turned it over every two, three days. Like ran ran the motor and stuff. But she would just go out yeah. with a pillbox hat hmm. and pearls and shit, and t- turn her car on, just sit there, listen to radio for a minute, and come back in. I mean, was she fantasizing about Mister Ivy? You know the wild part with this. That's a great story. Yeah, like that really fits in here too. Yeah. Like it almost makes me think you could do this story based on observation of that. Right. But I think of this like it's been years since I read this first issue, and uh, if I read this, I don't know the first time I would have read it, early two thousands, late nineties, something like that. It's probably when I got hold of this and read it. That story, this story would have no resonance with me. I know. And I mean. read it now, and it is like I could have been crying whenever I read this story. Yeah. Now it's... you know it. It really hits, and it's so interesting to me. Like that's good fiction to me. Yeah. You know, like it's going to speak to different people at different points in their life, and I'm happy to encounter this again now and have this experience because in my mind, what a story. Yeah. And what a story for like a 20 or 21 year old creator to come up with. A lot of emotional maturity. And we didn't ask him any of these kind of hard questions or anything like that. But but that level of emotional maturity makes me feel like 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 it resonates with you because you probably dealt with some things from the point you first read this to to now that makes you sort of feel feel those things, man. Same same with me. But maybe Tomina had had a couple some interactions in his day where where uh, th- this rings true. Yeah, and no doubt about it. You read his body of work, you're going to see somebody who's clearly observing humanity. Yeah. And and, and amateur as you you know, as you as you describe. And you're right, it could be something personal that he experienced or whatever. It could just be somebody who's really in touch and, and really observing people around him. Yes. Yes. This but is... it makes for a heck of a story and I'm glad to have this experience with it where it does feel like if I don't reread this, this story never I never think about it again in my life. Right. And having reread it, it's like, now I will think about it. And I love that. That's yes. what I want out of comics, and it's very rare. Even the stuff, some of the good stuff that we read, a lot of it is just, it's escapist. Yeah. This I found to be really thoughtful. Absolutely, man. And it excites me to, to, to get back into some more of his work for the future. Absolutely. And and I love that this issue is, a, is its own standalone piece you see a lot of experimentation in terms of like, how are you using text in this story? Yes. And that last story, man, the absence of text, wow. It's the culmination. Talk about creating a lonely atmosphere. So good. Good comics, man. And are you good to go, Jimmy? Yes. Okay, favors like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. I'm just thinking about these comics that we're gonna be promoting. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Tell me was probably into this episode until now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. 
Uh, Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness. Both issues are now available wherever comic books are bought and sold. There'll be a large oversized collection with cool fluorescent green ink on the cover coming hopefully in time for Christmas if we're lucky. You can pre-order that now at your local comic shop or wherever you buy books. Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live is back in print from Image Comics, collecting all of my Image Street Angel comics plus a few extras. Uh, that should be available wherever you buy comics or books and you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see a lot more of my comics you can download some of my out of print zines and mini comics there this is really blues hammer in, in ghost <laughs> vault where we have the the, the 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 guy and now we're fucking doing our thing red room trigger warnings is is going to be out within the next couple of weeks murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game. It has none of the emotional maturity <laughs> that we were talking about uh, when looking at Optic Nerve, but you know what? You'll like it anyway. Uh, these comics are singular comics, one and done. So if you see any of these trades, scoop it up. You don't have to read it in any particular order. Uh, I think the newer book is my best work, and that is only until the next book comes out, man. So give it a shot if you haven't give, given Red Room a shot uh, at this point. Uh, it's banned in some comic shops. It's banned in some countries. So hit up my link tree in the description below this video so you can order current and future Red Room comics. Also uh, at that link tree is a link to my Patreon. Uh, for $3, you get access to all of this material online, and I'm serializing the next round of Red Room right now as we speak, every Tuesday, putting a couple of new pages out there. Three bucks. Can't beat that with a baseball bat. Over 300 pages worth of stuff. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.